its energy surrounds us and binds us. General Grievous, commander of the Separatist Droid Army and Cyborg Enhanced Warrior. The story of Grievous is one of tragedy and loss, fueled by heartbreak and hatred. Grievous, born as Kaiman J. Shalal of the planet Kali, was bound to the life of a fierce warrior. At a young age, he quickly developed the skills of war and battle, learning many skills, including mastering the use of a slug thrower rifle. His skills would eventually be tested when the Yamri or Huck invaded Kali around the time of 42 BBY, or before the Battle of Yavin. The Huck would proceed to enslave millions of Kalish, enraging the Kalish and sent the two species spiraling into war. The young warrior Shalal, enraged like the rest of his people, chose to fight against the Huck, and his life was changed in the process. It would be during his time fighting against the Huck that Shalal would meet his love, Ronderu Lij Kamar. The two lovers chose to fight against the Huck, side by side, killing thousands in the process. The two warriors bonded, and their skills continued to grow, and the pair would eventually be perceived as godlike warriors, the deadliest of all their people. Soon, tragedy would strike as Kamar's life would be taken at the hands of the Huck. Unable to change the events that took place, Shalal would change his name to Grievous the Heartbroken, unable to cope with the loss of his love. He would go on to assemble a team of elite soldiers, and they were able to drive the Huck from their home world. Fueled by hatred and lust for blood, Grievous and his soldiers would follow the Huck to their home and conquer it. The Huck, being out of a home, turned to the Republic and the Jedi for help, and with this help, they were able to drive the Kalish back to their world and left to starve. Grievous was confused. He wanted to help his people, and he was desperate. He took a job as an enforcer in the intergalactic banking clan. Sometime later, it would be learned that the Huck had interfered with several sacred burial grounds on Kali colonial planets, and Grievous was then enraged. He boarded a ship back to Kali to avenge the damage the Huck had done. Meanwhile, it was discovered that the chairman of the banking system, San Hill, had been conspiring with Count Dooku and saw the perfect time to take advantage of his opportunity. As Hill, Hill was angered by Grievous' departure, and Dooku needed a weapon for his, the newly founded Separatist army and with the help of Hill, he was able to rig Grievous' ship with explosives. After the incident, Dooku was able to recover the body of Grievous, and use the ability Sith Stun to stop his heart from entering cardiac arrest, thus saving his life. Dooku would proceed to lie to Grievous and convince him that the Jedi were the ones responsible for this attack, sparking a hatred for the Jedi Knights inside of him. Unable to thoroughly recover from this attack, Chairman Hill suggested that Grievous' body be replaced with that of a droid. Grievous would go on to agree to this plan as he knew his body would never fully recover, but he demanded that his mind remain intact. This would not be the case. Dooku created a sinister combination of Geonosian scientists in the blood of former Jedi Master Sifo Dyas. This would then corrupt his mind, erase his memories, and alter his equilibrium to provide him with enhanced agility. His organs were placed in a vacuum sack, and his respiratory issues did not cease to exist. From this, the General Grievous, the Cyborg Supreme Commander of the Droid Army of the Confederacy of Independent Systems, was born. Um, you know, as you guys heard, Al gave a pretty cool story about uh, the backstory of General Grievous, um, also known as Kaiman Jai Shalal. Hopefully I'm saying that right because I've never actually heard it pronounced, but, um, you know, really interesting story that we never, you never would have known um, had you had you given it a look outside of what you see in 
the movies and pretty much even in uh, Clone Wars. But um, Alec, is there any any pointers you want to make? Yeah, man. You know, I think this is a really interesting story. Um, I think he's a character that doesn't really get enough screen time uh, in the prequels. Uh, luckily, in Clone Wars, he does have a lot of light uh, shine down on him. Uh, but before we get into this thing, man, I gotta say it's really good to see you with that backdrop, man, with all the with all the pops behind you. Uh, I know we've been. Yeah. Uh, been missing those a little bit and i'm excited to get back with mine too so hopefully here in the next few weeks we can get that going and we'll give a little bit better backdrop for these videos for sure yeah so i'm i uh just got back up to pittsburgh um a couple days ago and that's where my collection is you see i got this isn't all my star wars um but you know got a shelf of star wars here and then my marvel ones i i keep my other star wars ones in my room just kind of separated by you know jedi sith troopers mandalorian like you you know uh what it looks like no doubt man we um, gotta do like a yeah, virtual I'm, tour or something at some point show these things what? off we gotta do some sort of virtual tour here at some point show these things off a little bit definitely yeah and i'm excited to you know show them off but uh yeah it's exciting what sucks is the one that i'm the one grail i'm missing is general grievous right he's really up on the list for me he's up there man. um but like you said he's an awesome general grievous is an awesome character um you wouldn't see a lot. You, you don't, th there was a lot, like you said, it was um, not until the Clone Wars where we found out a lot about him. E but even with the Clone Wars, we don't, we hadn't heard of everything that you just talk about. But I think one interesting thing is how long he's actually been a character, um, you know, because in Kalish, you know, his home, his home species, he was actually 150 years old. But in human terms, he's only 30. So it, it's, I, I don't know if I'm sure that works as dog years somehow, like but that, yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. But going off of what you said about how, you know, strong of a warrior he was, you know, we see it in Revenge of the Sith. We see it in the Clone Wars, um, just the, the skills he's learned, especially from Count Dooku. But, you know, he was a, he was a, just a badass even before, even before all that stuff. Uh, before he got trained by Dooku, um, he he killed like forty hucks by the time he was like eight. Um, like Alex said, those were the that was the species that took over his home planet. But I guess um, one thing I was curious about after you know listening to your story is was you know when the hucks attacked Grievous's homeworld, what did they have a reason or was it just kind of like an invasion? Yeah, not to my knowledge um, of anything along those lines i think it was more of a genocidal act uh mm -hmm. and the huck trying to dominate um obviously as many planets across the galaxy as they could yeah that's and you know it's, it's really interesting to see i wonder what it would have been like because like you said grievous and um his warriors they they took the hucks and they conquered their home world and left the hucks you know homeless um but the Jedi didn't know about this whole battle between the Hux and uh, the Kalish. So it was really interesting that, you know, the Hux kind of played, uh, I don't know if it's the right term, but like devil's advocate. Like, right. no, that's not the right word. They went, they, they almost, they, they almost cried wolf when they went to the Republic and asked for help. Yeah. Because they were, they were acting like they were the innocent ones and the Kalish were the ones that really just, took over their planet for no reason. And that was one of the main reasons why Grievous hates the Jedi as much as he does. So it'd be interesting that to see how Grievous would be 
shown in in the Star Wars that we know had the Huck not done that. But you know, or, or even even if the Jedi and the Republic had even known how the war between the two species even started, right? because they they invaded, okay, and they took over all the cl- all the colonies on the planet surrounding. And then the Kalish warriors fought back, took those back, and then went to the Huck's homeworld and took that. And then the yeah. Huck went to the uh, the Republic and was just like, oh, no, they took our planet. Uh, when they threw the first punch, really, and in the eyes of the Kalish, there was an eye for an eye, essentially. And, you know, not that they did not not that what they did was the right thing to do, um, but they definitely had reason to want to do it. Uh, and if the Jedi would have known that, I think their approach to handling the whole situation would have been completely different. No, for sure. Uh, for sure. I think he, what's really cool to look at is his relationship with Count Dooku. Um, we've talked about it very slightly in the past, but Dooku, we talked about how he's an evil dude. He uh, he pretty much sabotaged Grievous's ship, like you said, had him blown to pieces just so you know him and Sidious could just right. have him do their bidding and not and, even the fact that he sabotaged his ship was that like an evil act but the fact that he didn't let him die um let him go through that excruciating pain and then used him sort of in a way how the emperor used uh anakin right definitely. they manip- manipulated him changed how he per- was perceiving things to make him almost some sort of super soldier obviously infused with uh droid parts um already being a fierce warrior those that yeah. combination is obviously deadly, as we see. Yeah, and it's, it's really cool because uh, Grievous, he's a very smart character, so he has a lot of respect um, for Count Dooku and Darth Sidious. He knows that what they're doing, he thinks what they're doing is necessary, you know, because of how he's been taught, how he's trained has been, re- his brain has been retrained. Um, but at first, I know we've talked about this, is that he hated Dooku. Um, Dooku would refer, he... Dooku would refer to him as a droid all the time, which he hated because he wasn't originally a droid, droid. and he absolutely hated the the armor and the like the droid looking um, like shell. Suit, yeah, shell that he had. Um, so what he did to kind of make that this is where I'm a little confused because a lot of the stuff we talk about Grievous is from Legends, because but aside from that fact is you know they said that he wiped his memory, but Grievous, you know, you see his mask and you see his coat. Um, it's actually the mask and the coats that him and his, uh, I think they're called like Magna, like Magna Warriors, something like that. Um, but what, whatever it is, whatever they wear, those are designed to resemble Kalish masks and coats too. So he did that because he just wanted to show Grievous that, uh, I'm sorry, Grievous wanted to show Dooku that he wasn't a droid. He has a very rich history as you know as a demigod that i never knew no that's um, actually a good so point because um you talk about his memory getting wiped um and going back to you know obviously the loss of and this is actually kind of interesting it's not like 100 percent confirmed that he lost his wife um that that female warrior that he got so close with um in some situations is referred to as like a cousin or a sister um sometimes referred to like a wife or a lover um, so it's not 100% clarified what that is, but obviously he has hatred for the Jedi when he is General Grievous and when he's in that shell, okay? If he was truly, truly lost his memory, he would have no reason to re- keep referring to himself as Grievous, obviously because he changed that, yeah. changed his name to that because he was grieving 
and he would have no hatred because he would just think that the Jedi did that to him. And he obviously he is still grieving um, about the fact he lost his wife or whom, whomever that was to him. Um, despite the fact that he actually um, was confirmed as having around 10 other lovers and countless number of children um, with, uh, with other beings across the galaxy. Um, but this one um, event takes such a high priority in his, in his life and on his, you know, mental capacity that if he were to not remember that, I think his hatred and his strength wouldn't be quite as, you know, as large. Yeah, I think that's yes and no, because regardless of if he remembers it or not, um, I think he'd still hate him because right. look how Palpatine was able to convince Anakin to hate the Jedi and Dooku and Darth Maul. So, you know, even if it wouldn't have all happened, I'm sure if they got their hands on Grievous like like they did in the movies, even if that stuff hadn't happened in the past, I'm sure there would have been some type of hatred. That's, um, that's actually a really good but, point. I'd like to know... Yeah. With some of those people you just mentioned, obviously we know a ton about Anakin and a ton about like Dooku and all that. Uh, but how he, you know, how the Emperor, if there were any more underlying issues um, that isn't really known, like you know maybe about Maul or who, whom, whomever Sith apprentices there were, um, if there's any sort of correlation between the way that uh, Grievous was turned and the way that they were turned in the Sith as well. It could be. It could be. I think. Um, going back to your story, one of the, one of the coolest things was that he was infused with Sifo-Dyas' blood. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know who sifo was, he was a, he was, um, a Jedi, obviously. Basically gone um, he, it was insane. <laughs> yeah. They, he, it was, it was believed that, um, he ordered the clone army in, uh, Attack of the Clones, uh, about 10 years before that i still get i have a lot of like questions about the whole who ordered the clones because i know i i've just seen so many different things right. and i'm sure i'll get a lot of hate for this for not knowing exactly who did but i've just seen so many different names floating around whether it actually was dooku or um plagueis or, or you know whoever it was so you know if any of the people watching want to give me a little history lesson on that. I'd love to, I'd love to hear it. Cause I've read it so many times and I feel like it keeps changing, but I'm um, going back to Saif Adias, It was really cool because, you know, we always see Grievous with, with lightsabers, you know, he usually bows with two, but he whips out four on occasion. It's, it's, he always has the most badass it's sick. Uh, lightsaber duels. But what, when I was doing my research on Grievous, um, it turns out that his first lightsaber that, well, his first blue, um, his first non-red lightsaber was given to him by Dooku and it was sifo lightsaber. So I thought that was pretty cool. And um, I didn't know this, but he originally collected red Sith lightsabers. Um, but apparently the twin sisters, um, they were dark Jedi. I guess their names were Ka and Lee. I'd never heard of them before um, doing some research on this. Apparently they stole them from Grievous and when he tracked them down on a very um, acidic planet, I pictured it a lot like Mustafar when I was reading about it. Um, you know, they were fighting and apparently the, the two red lightsabers were, they uh, fell into a big like pool of acid because like half the planet was acid. And from that day, he just vowed to collect Jedi lightsabers and 
you know, he, he vowed to kill the Jedi before that, but he, at that point he wanted to just collect Jedi lightsabers with that, which I thought was, was really interesting. That is really interesting. And, yeah. And I'd like to find out a little bit more about who like the dark Jedi Ka and Lee were, cause they were twin sisters and I'd never heard of them before I looked up that, no, that information. That's, something, that's definitely something we should, you know, dive into a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so what, what other thoughts did you have on, uh, on Grievous? Um, not, not a whole lot, really. Um, I think, you know, the story explains the majority of it. Um, and, you know, just the fact that it's, it's, you know, it's sad. You know, he's incredibly powerful and, and fueled by such a sadness. Um, because, you know, the one thing he really, truly cared for in this world uh, was taken from him. Similar, similar to the way that, you know, Anakin lost Padme and all and all that um yeah that emotion is so strong and it really fuels their fire uh, and i think that's really interesting to see and i think it gives the character such more uh care more that give the character more character um and it allows us to attach to them a little bit more emotionally definitely and i i think it's really cool how he blends his like droid armor and his Kalish body, because you wouldn't just watching the movies, just watching uh, the Clone Wars, you'd just think that that was, you know, how he's supposed to look. But his mask and uh, his coat, you know, he does these things to resemble his past. Um, you know, really quick too. Um, I didn't know this either, but another Kalish mask is in Star Wars um, in the Force Awakens. Remember in Maz's at Maz's castle. Mm -hmm when Finn was going to uh, like run away to the outer rim, he went with a couple characters, the, the red one side in Athano, you know, he has the mask. It, it, it's like curved at the top and it goes out. Yeah. Um, that's actually a, a Kalish mask as well. That's He's a different species, but you know, their masks were very art artful um, pieces. So he wore that as his armor. And I, I thought that was really cool because once I, I looked back at the character and looked at Grievous, like they do kind of resemble each other. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know that either. That's, um, that's really good. I love, I love little Easter eggs like that. Um, no, definitely. just like stuff in the background like that, that makes connections, uh, to definitely. the rest of the galaxy. Yeah. And I know, um, by the way, there's a new book coming out. I can't remember what it's, what it's called. Um, it's about Thrawn, but, um, I was about to, I was about to say something about Thrawn. He was a, you know, in Rebels, we found out he's a huge art collector. Um, and apparently on, on what's called the invisible web in Star Wars, after Grievous died, um, Grand Admiral Thrawn bought Grievous's mask and kept it in his art collection. Wow. So I think it, it's really cool. Just sit, like you said, these little Easter eggs, um, connecting characters that you never thought would really connect because you never you've never seen Thrawn and Grievous in the same room clearly you never you've never really even had the same group of characters around them for the most part I think the one would be Ahsoka um but other than that like the characters don't really connect but then you know whoever wrote this this little fact in it's just really cool because now uh Grand Admiral Thrawn and General Grievous are connected in that way as in he owns his you know, his, not his head, but just that symbolic droid Kalish mask that we know him as. Right. So it's, I, I thought that was pretty cool. That's, that's interesting. It, in a way, it kind of reminds me of, 
um, in art galleries, ancient masks found in Africa or found that, that belong to Native Americans or um, anything mm-hmm. like that. And those are very high valued pieces of art because it really shows the history of of those people um, and how they developed as a culture. And it's kind of the same thing. Well, I could see this as like, um, you know, in comparison, if like Genghis Khan or someone had like a formal headwear that they had uh, or, you know, a mask, any anything like that having that would be a one of a kind piece. Right. So I think, you know, that's what they were going for. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all, all that I had on, on Grievous. I thought it was, I thought you made a killer story. I, I, I learned a lot, you know, I, I hope everybody else did too, because before going, before reading the comics, before just really digging into who Grievous was, you don't really know that he has such a tragic backstory. You right. just kind of see this shell of a droid, um, but I, I think it's really interesting to go from Revenge of the Sith, where you just see what I was just talking about. Then you go to the Clone Wars. Uh, obviously, they were made after each other. Um, you go to the Clone Wars, and you're just you just dig in so much more, um, and you can just find so much more out about it. Right. Uh, you know, man, I really appreciate that. Um, and as always, you know, you guys out there, if you have any any more information on that, and you know. You want to talk about it more, or uh, if you have any more, you know, thoughts along that at all, feel free to throw those in there. Uh, we, we'd love to talk to you guys about it. So definitely, definitely. So I think that's all we got for now, and um, we'll get this up as soon as possible. And we'll get a. This is uh, obviously episode three, so we'll have episode four coming at you next week. Not a hundred percent sure what that's going to be yet, but we got a lot of good ideas, and you know, we're excited to get this one up. Um, before we go, we are on Apple Podcasts now. We're on Spotify. Um, I think it always helps to watch like the first five minutes of our videos on YouTube, so you can you know see the see the story that we're talking about, and then you know to finish it off, you can just go on Apple or Spotify to to listen to our our awesome takeaways. But um, yeah, man, and, and as always, uh, you know, make sure to hit that subscribe button in the in the bottom corner. Uh, and follow us on all our social media platforms at Carbonite Convos, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, the basic stuff. Uh, you know, we'd really appreciate any love shown our way. Definitely. Definitely. So we'll, uh, I think that's it for now and we'll see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Remember, the force will be with you. Always. Always.